Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, uh, boys and girls, children of all ages. My name is Sadistic Sean David. I have the unfortunate news of uh, bringing you news about another uh, wrestler's passing here this evening to get things started, is we have unfortunately lost a, another member of the professional wrestling brotherhood in the genius uh, Lanny Poffo, and we will be talking about him tonight and his impact not only on the wrestling business, but of keeping the Poffo legacy alive and kind of how that will happen with him gone. We have a lot to discuss here tonight on the program is Rampage Rants Thursday Night Turmoil proudly presents an episode entitled What the F Did I Miss? I'll be explaining the need for our hiatus and so much more this evening in just a little while. Um, we are going to officially start this program, and we will be back momentarily. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to Rampage Rants, Thursday Night Turmoil, live and only live on the Evolution Radio Network, exclusively live on Blog Radio. And we'll just get this going here. Because I'm TNT. I'm Dynamite. ERN presents TNT on BTR with your hosts, Chaotic Katie, the Dean of Wrestling Referees, Steve Kane, and Sadistic Sean David. Draft in wrestling fans and get ready, because it's TNT and it's dynamite.
All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rampage Rants Thursday Night Turmoil, a proud presentation of Rampage Productions. This is live on Blog Talk Radio, exclusively live on the Evolution Radio Network. My name is Sadistic Sean David, and a lot of you will notice that I am without um, my cohorts here, and we'll be explaining that in just a little while because there's a lot of news in that. Ooh, excuse me. Um, I want to take things right to uh, what we kind of started with here tonight and kind of offer a little bit of a tribute to the genius Lanny Poffo. Now, the Poffo family goes back. I mean, my God, you were talking about wrestling legacy right there. Um, you had the father, Angelo Poffo, and then you had Randy, and you had uh, Lanny. Um, my question becomes, and this is, this is going to be a macabre way to put this, but my question becomes, who will carry on the legacy of the Poffo family now? Not only just for the macho man, Randy Savage, but for the whole Poffo family. I would love to hear your thoughts and questions uh, and comments on this as you can call in live at the guest listener line at area code 515-602-9678. Again, our guest call in is area code 515-602-9678. Reminder that all callers are subject to screening before being brought live on air. Um, we know that the, the legacy of the Macho Man Randy Savage will live down in infamy, but uh, a lot of people don't understand. Um, Lanny Poffo may not have been as big uh, popularity-wise as the Macho Man, but Lanny, after the passing of the Macho Man, was responsible for keeping the legacy not only of the Poffo family, but of the Macho Man alive. Um, I want to see what happens with this. Lanny is a great guy. Uh, I'm not sure if we have ever had him on the program. You guys have to remember um, nine years of doing this program and me and myself being a actual member of the Brotherhood of Professional Wrestling, um, you will sometimes forget. But uh, we want to send our thoughts and well wishes to the family and friends and fans of the beloved genius that is Lanny Poffo. Now, tonight, I am going to try to play catch-up on a lot of subjects um, that we have been missing out on. A lot of you will remember that one of the last times we were on this airspace was to bring you the nine-year anniversary celebration with Kalisto and Princess Victoria. You can go back and uh, check that in the archives. I invite you to do that. Um, With that being said... I know that we played a lot of music here tonight, but this is going to get me in the mood to preface uh, what needs to be talked about next, which is what happened to Sean's co-host um, and, and kind of uh, the situation with Sean. Currently, um, there has been a lot going on, as some of you will remember. Um, before we took our hiatus, I was dealing with the <clears throat> excuse me aftermath of a house fire. I will bring you updates on that and so much more after the break. I'd like you to enjoy this song as we get ready to transition into the next part of Rampage Rants, Thursday Night Turmoil, here on the Evolution Radio Network. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Fire inside, I ain't ever gonna die, I'm a locked and loaded gun 
with a fearless heart and a taste for the other side. I was a crazy ass kid, all the shit I did, I'm amazed that I'm still alive. Radio Network. Like to welcome you back in. This is Rampage Rants Thursday Night Turmoil, a proud presentation of Rampage Productions. Now, everybody has been in my inbox for the last couple months. Sean David, where the hell have you gone? Where are you? What's going on with the program? Excuse me, there's been a lot. Um, as some of you know, back in the month of September, unfortunately, um, my bathroom floor spontaneously combusted causing about $28,000 in a house fire um, from an undetermined cause. I am now with my mother um, in the state of California, as we had planned in the uh, area that we had planned in the Palm Springs uh, area. Um, I have been here. I got here November 5th. So um, there's been a lot of changes, a lot of transitioning, a lot of me trying to um, readjust myself in a place that I always have wanted to call home and fought like hell to get through, uh, to get to. Um, now, um, that, that being said, that is my personal update. I'm not going to go much further than that. Um, if you have questions, feel free to uh, inbox me, and I may uh, entertain the subject further. Um, I am here to bring you an update at this time about what's going on with my co-hosts. So um, to do that, I am going to backtrack quite a ways. As many of you remember, when Steve Kane was still with us, we had a promoter on by the name of Frank Root, who uh, ran a promotion that ran out of Litchfield, Illinois, in that area um, that had run several events. Originally, there had been a pitch for Sin and I to go down and work uh, for Frank Root. I'm not 100% certain on what year that was. I want to say that that was before I was planning 
Rebellion Rising, but it could have been after. Um, I say that to say this. Anybody that knows anything about Sin and I's relationship knows that Sin trained me, that I am a former product of the Wicked Wrestling Alliance. Um, I proudly tout that. I know that Mel Storm, probably not the happiest woman in the world about that. Um, we'll get to that in a second. Um, so that was a couple of years ago that Sin had talked about actually making a return to wrestling and actually um, doing some more matches. Anybody that knows about Steve Kane and I in the planning of Wrestle Wars know that at Wrestle Wars 3, there were plans for Sin and Mel Storm to come in. Um, we don't need to rehash the history of what happened with that event being canceled um, due to some reasons, but um, that is when they were originally slated to come in. I want to backtrack even further than that, though, because this is a little personal side story, and none of this that I'm saying tonight should be taken as a personal shot. I just speak from the heart here, and sometimes speaking from the heart can sting because I'm going to tell the truth. In 2011, in May of 2011, RWF and myself were slated to make our debut in Streeter, Illinois, at the former Total Wreck, um, uh, Safe Haven, I think is what it was after that. Um, I had gotten a phone call from Will Price, Jim Cashmere, other powers that be at the Total Wreck, stating that they thought they wanted to do wrestling again to try to save that, save that establishment. Um, I booked the first event. The first event was to feature a uh, last-time meeting of Cowboy Bob Orton Jr., a former powerhouse wrestling champion, against Electric Eric Freedom, another former powerhouse champion. And these two guys, they go back so far. Their lineage is great. Um, great old-school wrestlers would have told a great story. In the month of June, we had slated to have Tommy Dreamer. I was working with another promoter out of Wisconsin to um, be able to obtain that. Now, unfortunately, the Total Wreck and I could not come to terms um, with talent uh, at the, the price point that the Total Wreck had wanted, and I was not able to produce an event at the price point that they had wanted. Um, they were talking about having a, a superstar like Cowboy Bob Orton there and some other things that um, were, were rentals that were going to need to be done um, and would have been the same thing in June with uh, Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer, even though this would have been a benefit event, was not going to work free. Um, so unfortunately, those events were canceled. But if you go and look at the timeline, we were looking at May and June, September of that year, I believe. Wicked Wrestling Alliance returned for the one-time reunion uh, in Ottawa, Illinois, in a venue that I had actually scoped out to bring RWF to um, after we were going to be done doing the outdoor events for Total Wreck uh, that year. And so we could do, return to Total Wreck doing outdoor events. Um, when that event happened, um, as many know, my brother also worked for Wicked Wrestling Alliance. Neither one of us were called um, to work that event. Um, am I taking that as personal feelings hurt? No, I'm not. But, um, you know, Mel and Sin tried to do a lot of work to try to save the event. I'll give them credit for that. Um, for my event in Streeter, the one that was slated. But at the end of the day, to have set the wheels in motion, as, as many believe, and reignite the spark for them, and then to be left out, um, we, that, that I do take a little personal. So we fast forward um, to what's going on now. Um, many know that um, Sin was supposed to be at Rebellion Rising. Um, Rebellion Rising, we don't need to rehash either, but he was going to be coming in, and Bell was going to be coming in 
um, because we really thought that Pontiac was going to work. I had done my due diligence to do all of that to make that work. Unfortunately, being scammed on a ring rental, that's not something that I saw um, in my rear view when planning the event. It was unfortunate. Um, however, I say all that to say this. Now this is really where I'm going to try to bring everything full circle for everybody. So when Wrestle Wars launched in 2016 in Streeter with myself, Steve Kane, Brian Blade, um, say what you will, Big Daddy, because he was in on the first one, we had the plan to not want to uh, venue poach from Tim Lyle. I had uh, talked with Tim. I had known Tim. Tim and I have had some conversations going back to my teenage years. Um, I just turned 32 in November for anybody that's new listening. So what that means is um, Tim had asked me to buy out Powerhouse at a $6,000 or more price tag. I told Tim that I didn't want to do a buyout, that I was willing to come in and see what I could bring to the table to Powerhouse to try to save it. Um, unfortunately, I got a phone call from the PNA Hall uh, knowing that I was getting in, in, in the preparation of Wrestle Wars 1, um, and that became our venue for Wrestle Wars 1. I did not want a venue poach for Tim, from Tim Lyle. I want to make that point abundantly clear. I did not want to do it. I wanted Tim to work with us because I felt that um, Wrestle Wars, you know, RWF-wise was going to move in another direction and not really, like, try to steal the town from Tim. Um, unfortunately, Tim didn't want to play ball, and um, they continued to run. But, um, you know, it would have been great if Tim would have worked with us. Um, I respect the hell out of Tim Lyle. He's responsible. In hindsight, he's responsible for me because he trained Sin, and Jay Wrestled started under Tim Lyle, which had Revolution Championship Wrestling and now the uh, reemerging Dreamwave Wrestling. So I have nothing but utmost respect in the world for Tim Lyle. Um, but Wrestle Wars 2 went forward. We got ready to do Wrestle Wars 3. We had to cancel that. Um, Jimmy Smooth is a guy that I worked with and I know of. I've only worked with him a handful of times. Um, nice guy. Used to be a referee for CCW. Um, goes way back. Nice guy. I have to tell this story now for, for anybody that's listening and, and, and will hear me out on this. In the preparations of Wrestle Wars 3, Jimmy Smooth was going to come into RWF. He was going to be one of our new officials. And him and I were going to um, – he was going to give me his evaluation of our event at the Bureau County Fairgrounds, our first one that was slated for May of 2017. Uh, not May, uh, September of 2017. My apologies. Well, when that event got canceled, um, Mr. Smooth decided that he was going to go and buy out Tim Lyle um, for the rights to powerhouse wrestling. And I congratulated Mr. Smooth, um, but I gave him my analysis on what I would have paid. Um, anybody that wants that figure, I'm willing to share, message me. Um, but I told, and I, and I told Mr. Smooth that I was willing to help on one condition um, anybody that knows my history going back with Wild Man Beast, I, the, 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 look, I can work an event with him that he is on if I am booked. Totally different story. Him being in the inner workings of a company that I'm trying to help, 
I didn't want to do that again. I tried to do that with HCWA with him and John Kometz, and, and we all know how that ended. Um, Smooth's one of first Smooth's first move uh, was hiring Beast as a booker, and now we're going to bring everybody up to date full speed. Um, a couple months ago, I was alerted through some people that I know that know people that have this new building and shooter that PWX is running out of. Um, the feeling was that Beast was doing too much to make the events about himself and not the betterment of Powerhouse Wrestling Extreme as a whole. Um, because of that, I had been informed that Joey Grunge was uh, had relocated. That's another issue. That's not really an issue. That's just another side note. Um, he was hired on to take over training to replace the Wild Man Beast um, because of him formally having the School of Smothers and things like that. But um, the other thing is that uh, Sin was hired as an assistant trainer for Powerhouse Wrestling Extreme. And Mel Storm was hired to be your new ring announcer. And um, there were some meetings with an individual I will not name out of the Chicagoland area um, to give a new vision and concept to a new Powerhouse Wrestling Extreme going forward. Um, my name was mentioned in some of the meetings that I heard, uh, through the grapevine and I appreciate that. Um, and I also say this, that, um, I am glad that sin was able to get a job in, and Mel storm, but er, anybody that knows anything, um, earlier this year, I was working on some independent events. Um, I worked for Frank to tank Mel sin up in Marengo, which Sin was supposed to come do, but had to work his shoot job. And then we did the booking for Sea Red, which is the first time I managed Sin. Um, the match for Sea Red was one of Sin's first matches back in a long time. And then um, now the powerhouse thing. Um, they had an event here a couple months ago, back in October. Um, anybody that knows anything knows that I slated my move to leave Illinois on the 1st of November, and that's what happened. Um, I had asked Sin to go to the powers that be at Powerhouse Wrestling Extreme and see if it would be possible for me not even to come out and put myself over. It was nothing about that. Um, just basically because I had run Streeter and because I had a, I, I've had such a connection with the whole Illinois Valley going back 20 years, um, if I could come out and say not goodbye, but see you later, and also endorse Powerhouse Wrestling Extreme, put their talent over, put them over, say, you know, um, whatever's going to be is going to be, uh, whatever's said and been done is said and been done, but let's let bygones be bygones come out and support this great product um like i said not goodbye i'll see you later i don't believe in goodbyes in the wrestling industry it, you you never know when i could uh, reappear in illinois um i was then told um by people um other than Stan and mel storm who lied to me about being on the committee uh booking committee at pwx and then taking some of this stuff to um the powers that be there were two lies um, because of that, and this is not my proudest moment, but
but there's going to be a side uh, bar on this in a moment. Um, when I found out through the grapevine, through some of the people um, that I know, that uh, Rhino was slated to get their powerhouse wrestling extreme heavyweight championship uh, back in October, I put it on Facebook. And unfortunately, that is not what happened. They did this to prove me wrong. Um, but they were very upset about this. Mel Storm, Sin, um, I believe the venue owner, other people on the committee. And look, I'm not proud that I did it because, okay, I've been in the business 20 years. I know better. However, because of the people that are on this committee that I've had such a connection with over the years, I've known Joey Grinch since 2008. Matter of fact, the first, one of the first times uh, that I worked with him was on a show with Sin that I got Sin booked on and Mel Storm and a whole bunch of other talent uh, for Big Daddy over in Iowa. Um, my point is this. I'm not trying to be personal about it, but there is some offense there if you can look at it through my lens um, because I've known these people so long. I mean – Sin and uh, Sin I've known since like 1997. Mel Storm, you're talking probably 2003. Um, you know, Joey Grunge, 2008. These are people that know how hard that I worked to get a product over uh, in the Illinois Valley area that could be an alternative and know that my heart and my true intentions and my passion 100% are behind wrestling. And I felt like I got slapped in the face um, on my way out the door from Illinois, and I didn't appreciate that. Now, like I said, they were forced to change their original plan to have Rhino win their championship. They had been uh, promoting events since. Sin is still there. Joey Grunge is still there. Um, Mel Storm's still there. Um, Benito's daughter – uh, I'm sorry, Sin and Mel Storm's daughter – is training. She's uh, Gigi Rose. She just made her debut. I wanted to preface all of that to say this. I don't have um, any ill will towards Powerhouse Wrestling Extreme. I have no ill will to um, Sin or Mel Storm. I want to make that abundantly clear. Do I apologize for what I did? No, I will not. Um, I will not. I will not do that. Um, there were reasons and valid reasons behind it. But I've said all that to say this. If you are in Illinois, right about now, you are should be at Powerhouse Wrestling Extreme Power Hour in Streeter at the new North Point Arena. You are going to see some great action um, there. And uh, boy, howdy. It's going to be a uh, barn burner here tonight. Powerhouse Wrestling Extreme, barn burner. Uh, 7 o'clock, Streeter, Illinois. I have also said that to say this. Um, there are some great wrestling events coming in the Illinois Valley area. For those of you that don't know, uh, I am from the Peru, Illinois area. I am just trying to pull up some information because there is another huge card that is coming to that area very, very soon. Um Oh, I wish I could see a date on this. On February 11th, a night that I will be doing something else over here in California. On February 11th, Dreamwave Wrestling, LaSalle, Illinois. You are going to see 
Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Nick Aldis, Raven, the franchise Shane Douglas, some great Lucha stars. I believe little Guido is going to be there, or they call him Nunzio sometimes. You have some great talent on this thing, and if you cannot be there live, you can order this thing. I believe they are doing some kind of streaming. Check out DreamWaveWrestling.com for more information on that. I have said all of that to say this. I will put over my thing that I am doing in just here in a little bit. But uh, I, I, I named tonight what the fuck did I miss because there is just so much going on in this crazy world of professional wrestling. I mean, my God, you have the the whole thing with Vince McMahon, which I could go on for days about. You have Sam Punk being screwed over by AEW. Um, You know, look, the stuff with Vince McMahon is shocking, appalling, disgusting, all at the same time. However, it has allowed a new creative process to come into WWE and I believe their ratings are up, and I believe that fans are coming back. They're happier with the product that they're seeing, and I believe that Triple H is working his ass off to try to deliver a product that everybody can digest. There is rumor and speculation and innuendo, whatever you want to call it, about Vince returning, and I'm not for that. Um, I know that, that everybody's pitching this, well, there's a sale that's going to happen. That's fine. Then he has he handles the business and only the business of dealing with that sale because the moment that he walks back into creative, the moment that he is um, allowed to be with talent again, you're going to see talent that gets pissed off again. You're going to see talent that wants to leave. And it's just not, it is not a good scenario to have him do anything in creative. Yes, he's the man that built the fucking company. I get it, but he fucked up. And because of his fuck up and because of the way talent feels about him, he does not at this present moment need to be around talent. He needs to handle the business that he, this whole comeback thing was slated and, and were to believe to um, him to be back for, which is the sale of WWE. Am I for it? Uh, not 100%, but Vince is going to do what Vince wants to do. That has always been the way that it is. It's the way it has been for as long as it has been. Um, I will say that in terms of AEW, they have completely fucking lost their shit. They have talent there that they don't know what to do with. And we said this when the old man was alive, and we said this when it was me, Katie, and Finn, and we have said this just at nauseum. Tony Khan needs to be a promoter, just a promoter. Because if you go back and look at the success of Jim Crockett promotions, Jim Crockett was not the booker. Jim Crockett was the promoter. Dusty Rhodes was the booker, baby. And then and only then, when Tony Khan can separate, separate, uh, differentiate, excuse me, that was a mouthful, the difference between business and fantasy booking, the world will be a fucking better place. The reason I say that is this. I believe, and I will always have believed, that AEW stands a shot. 
The problem has always been with AEW that there have been people that have allowed to be put in places of power because they kissed it up to Tony Khan or whoever's ass that um, one moment folks that have kissed so much of Tony Khan's ass um, that they have been allowed to be placed in power positions they shouldn't have so talent has been brought to AEW like a Joey Janela that never deserves to be on television and because of that and because of Tony Khan's other bad booking decisions crime fighter I'll get to you one second I do see callers we are taking callers at 515-602-9678 because of Tony's fuck up I want to make this point abundantly clear because folks I've worked with the man CM Punk was paid enough money by AEW to come back to wrestling after almost a fucking decade. Somehow, somewhere along the way, Tony Khan allowed his VPs or whoever is in charge of this fucking monkey shit to come in and run roughshod over CM Punk. Now, like I said, I worked with CM Punk. 2003, yeah, I believe that's the year he came into Wrestle's RCW. The man has always, he oozes talent in ways you wouldn't understand, and I want to I explain this to everybody. The man traveled with Ace Steel. Ace Steel and him traveled up and down the road with the likes of Harley fucking Race. When there's students like that on the road in their formative years, I wouldn't even call them formative because Punk goes back to LWF. Um, they are they're, they're working with men that have done this stuff since the, fa- the stuff had really taken off. CM Punk, a steel traveling with a Harley race, or somebody along the lines of that, other people that he tra- got to travel with. He's been over in Japan. He has, I don't know. I believe he's been to Mexico. I, I don't, don't quote me on that one. I could be wrong. The fact of the matter is this. CM Punk was one of the biggest assets that Tony Khan could land for that company. He drove ratings through the roof. He made a statement. And because of some bullshit with Colt Cabana, who, by the way, I worked with too, um, we are not seeing CM Punk. And at this critical moment, at the moment that WWE was literally on their knees, AEW did not have their biggest star, their biggest box attraction to be able to launch a, a just, I wouldn't call it a nuclear bomb, but a good size hit at WWE to deliver a Daniel Bryan CM Punk or somebody else in AEW versus CM Punk that we would want to see. They have missed that opportunity. And because of that, when the shift happened with Triple H taking power in WWE, Ratings for WWE are going back up. We're seeing people from AEW leave the product for AEW to not – I'm not saying they don't watch it, but they're paying more attention to WWE because it's more appealing. Tony Khan, like I said, you need to be a promoter. You need to get somebody like a Dusty Rhodes, baby. And then and only then, when there is a differentiation of Tony Khan being the promoter and the fantasy booker, and actually having a booker that knows what the hell they are doing in place. 
in my personal opinion, will AEW succeed again? And I feel bad for CM Punk because say what you want about the guy, great talent, box office attraction, and somebody that wrestling fans really wanted to see one last time. And because Tony Khan uh, bought Ring of Honor, I want to make this little point, and then I'm going to go to our caller. Because Tony Khan bought out uh, Ring of Honor, CM Punk would have been the perfect guy to rebuild the brand around with Ring of Honor. And with that, we're going to go to our caller. He is the mad conservative crime fighter. Hey, long time. Hello. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So I joined a half hour late, but I got the tail end of their last few comments. I would not okay. have posted any spoilers. I wouldn't have. I think that was a line that should not have ever been crossed, unfortunately. Since the, uh, the uh, horse is out of the barn, there's no point in saying, take down this week. Right. And I got feedback. Hold on. Uh, let me see. I'll Speaker turn some off. of mine down. It might be. There we go. All right. Speaker's off. Shouldn't have feedback now. <sighs> I hope not. Oh, Sorry about that, buddy. a little bit. All right. Well, anyway. that, happens. that happens. Go ahead. Anyway, yeah. Horses out of the barn is like telling you to take it down. is like too late. It's already out there. I mean, once it's Whatever is posted on the air gets posted on the internet. Uh, somebody can delete it, but was it ever truly gone? No. A lot of things can be dug right. up in history and archives. Yes, many have tried to scrub their past on the internet, and somehow, very few are very very few are able to completely scrub all their dirty laundry. Uh, that's right. hidden out there, whether it's on the regular web or the dark web. But I'm just rambling at this point. No, you're fine. <sighs> I don't have anything else uh, to add to that. I, right. Somebody, uh, I've been supposedly banned what? from PWX, even though I've not gone to one of the shows and have not been. Well, I've criticized some things they've done. I've not done it, said anything to like literally interfere with their product or whatever they're presenting. Correct. Correct. I just give my um, opinion like, on my show, and that's correct. it. Going all the way um, back like to I the said, times when they were running outside of an X-rated uh, establishment. Yeah. Yeah, and then like you said, archives. I could try to delete that from the archive here on Blog Talk, but that ain't going away. My, the comments from Steve Kane and I before he passed um, and anybody else that came on about that. Like I said, I don't wish them ill will. I want to see them succeed. I do want to make some other points. I don't know that this running every Thursday thing is going to work. It's a wait and see for me. Um, I, my personal opinion was it was going to burn out too quick. Um, well, they. I'll tell you this. They seem, go ahead. No, no, listen. I very unlimited has been running in Olney or Noble for the past, oh gosh, what is, so it's 2023, so they've been doing this for 15 years. 
They seem Holy to be doing shit. fine. I, didn't re- I did not realize that. Um, you know, and the thing is, here, there's some other elements I want to put together here. Um, you have seen some talent come back to PWX that are former RWF guys. I'm not, this is not a knock. Sanji is there. Um, I saw their poster for tonight. Jimmy Jack Daniels is returning. Um, there's, there's talent that is going back there. I want to specify this because, Grimey, you're going to hear my point on this, and hopefully you'll agree. It's fine if you don't. These are guys that I told back in the day to get proper training, and because there is a training center for some of these guys right in their damn hometown, I am hoping and praying if they're being put back on in the ring that they are getting the proper training that they need, and I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not here to throw shots tonight. Not here to really try to do that. Um, I want to see these kids and, and these boys succeed. I will say this, and I want to make this point abundantly clear too, uh, and I think Crime Fighter will agree with me on this one. The reason that so many promotions that have tried to rival Jay Repsol over the years, going back to RCW, going back to uh, Dreamwave, um, and this goes for even myself, you cannot outdo Dreamwave at Dreamwave's game. I promoted their event earlier this evening. You're talking a slew of names on February 11th. Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, Raven, uh, Shane Douglas, Nick Aldis. Um, you know, just a who's who. But keep in mind, folks, these guys can't all wrestle anymore. Some of them are, are just there to do appearances. I said that. I say that. Yeah, nobody's going to outdo oh. Nobody Nobody's going to outdo No one's not going to do out SICW either. <laughs> Thank you. That was going to be my next one. Um, you can't, if you can't grasp the concept that you can't outdo somebody at their own game, then maybe you shouldn't be in wrestling. This was my advice to PWX, um, officials or committee members or whatever. Um, be the alternative, be the alternative that I was trying to make RWF. And this isn't about me or RWF, but be a solid alternative. The reason I say be an alternative like RWF is anybody that knows me and Joey Grunge gave me credit for this. And I think Steve Kane did, um, and, and crime fighter here would, and Mel storm and sin. When I have an event, I will go in above and beyond to promote the damn thing by any means possible. It's, it's, it's actually one of the reasons that the last thing that we were try, trying to plan up in Illinois, uh, up in the Chicagoland area did not pan out because they wanted to ask me what the advertising for that show would be. And I said, look, I've never run Chicago. I don't know what to expect, but you can't outdo them at their game. Be the alternative. You're not, you're not going to be the next Dreamwave. You're not going to be the next SICW. Herb Simmons has been promoting for 50 damn years. You're just not going to look. Know, know your lane and stay in it. This goes for myself, too. Because if you don't, you're going to fail. I want Jimmy Smooth. I want uh, the people involved in PWX to thrive and succeed. Angus McDuff is their current heavyweight champion. Angus McDuff is an old friend of mine. He started, you know, in that area with Wicked. Um but a good friend of mine, somebody that I've gotten to know over the years real closely. There is an old uh, Wicked Wrestling Alliance female talent that I'm hoping will maybe come to Powerhouse Wrestling Extreme in Natasha Crane. Um, I want to wish uh, Mel Storms and Sin's daughter, Gigi Rose, nothing but the best. Nice girl. She worked hard for this. She wanted it. Um, 
There's some great female talent that they got coming in tonight. Heather Reckless will be there. Um, that is a female talent, and this is not me telling them how to book, but listen to me. Heather Reckless is one of the top female talents you could get right now. Um, I would push her to the moon above and beyond. I don't know who their current women's champion is. I'm not too current on their storylines. Um, tonight was not about me going over results and storylines or anything like that. It's been a while since I have been acclimated with the product. Um, we'll, we'll get more into that probably in two weeks when we do another episode of this, because next week's episode, I'm going to talk to you about here in just a little while. Um, crime fighter, is there anything else that you want to talk about that's going on in your land or, uh, Lanny Poffo? Well, I know, we, uh, I believe you met him. Lanny Poffo did pass away. Yes. And, uh, he was down in Springfield in, um, 2018. For Grand Rison Spectacle as guest of I, honor. I forgot and you guys had him in. Yes. We inducted him the entire the, the entire Poffo family. Angelo, um, Judith, which, oh, Randy, okay, and I'm Lanny. Gonna, I'm gonna um cut in here because I opened the program tonight, obviously with a ten bill, but the question of this that um many were not maybe a fan of Lanny Poffo's work in the ring which was fine, but they needed to realize that Lanny Poffa was somebody that went above and beyond to keep the legacy of not only the Macho, Randy, Macho Man Randy Savage, but the whole Poffa family and, the, and the, the company that some people shit on, um, some people loved working with, some people were great fans of. You know, He kept the legacy of that, all of that, alive, and I posed the question, who would become the next person to keep that alive? Um, I also want to give him credit, too, because I forgot to do this, in that he, despite the differences between Liz and Randy, Lanny was kind of also responsible for keeping some of Liz's legacy alive. My question is, yeah, who will keep their – that, that, that whole legacy, not only just for the Papo family, but for Liz alive now, because Lanny, I mean, my God, he – I, I go back and look at some of the dark side of the rings and some doc, the documentaries and things that I've watched. Um, the insight that he had, he was truly a genius. That's that's what a lot of people don't understand. Like, yes, that was his gimmick, but um, he also was a genius when it came to that stuff. Grand Fighter Floor is yours. Now, authentically, he was a genius in all is not just a gimmick. It's how he was in real life too. <laughs> but right, um, who's going to keep the legacy of the Poffo family alive? You know, I asked if there was any Poffos in training or a third generation of Poffos on the way, and there is not, unfortunately. Um, yeah, that's that was my thought. They and did that not is have any kids, I don't think. Yeah, they didn't have any kids. Uh, I asked if there was like any cousins or nieces or nephews, and nope on that front either that are um, looking to get in the wrestling business either. So I would just hope that somebody was is able to go through his things and find whatever tape library there is, and um, um, how do I want to put this? Sacred items that you know some people would throw away. Like, for instance, that could belong to Angelo or the, uh, the the company they had or Randy or even Lenny himself. I'm hoping people are wise enough to not put those on eBay 
but let's donate those to a museum so they can be preserved. Those, those would be items of great treasure for wrestling fans. And look, I'm not talking about the damn WWE. Uh, it, it, we had that damn uh, docuseries that they did going around trying to find the items. I'm not talking about the unphysical WWE Hall of Fame that is never going to be built. <laughs> I'm talking about one of the actual Hall of Fames that does exist that if you're a true wrestling fan, you can go honor and cherish these memories and sacred items. Yeah. Case of Savage, he had, I think he had a ring rope for every single day of the calendar year. So some of it would end up on eBay, but it wouldn't end up in a museum too. So A lot of it's sad. I do want to congratulate WWE on one thing. Uh, as we get into WrestleMania season, the Royal Rumble is now over. Cody Rhodes is your official Royal Rumble winner. And I do want to give credit where it's due. Sin predicted that it was going to be the return for Cody, and uh, he was going to win the Rumble. So uh, points to Sin on that. Look, this is the best way for WWE to kind of throw it back at AEW like, you guys want to be the number one. You guys want to keep kicking our ass, and we've got your, we've got the the boy that you built the, this company around working for us now. And unfortunately, with AEW, like I said, without Punk, I, I love MJF to death. I'm not here to say that, complain in any way that I don't like MJF. But MJF is not the level of a CM Punk when it comes to draw and uh, box office money. At the end of the day, no. And, and, and it is it States. is really it it is really unfortunate. States. But there if AEW ran a few shows overseas, uh, we would possibly see some much bigger crowds because foreign audiences tend to turn out for anything that comes their way from the United States. I mean that WCW if they moved their operations to Australia. Full time instead of just doing a sh- small house show tour, house show tour, they might have lasted a bit longer than well, they did there's, there's because a lot they of, were selling out the arenas in Australia, but not in the United States. No, and there's there's a lot that can be said to that. Um, there's other things that I want to get to that have happened. We've had Ric Flair's last match. We've had controversy with that. Um, we've had Great Buddha's last match now, which Look, this is – I don't understand which person dropped the ball with not signing Muda and pushing Muda to the moon. I think of what they tried to do with Shinsuke Nakamura and other Japanese talent. Um, I don't understand why Muda was not bigger with WCW, why Vince didn't pick him up. Because I look back at, at, at that great – I mean, my God, a phenomenal talent outstanding character and at that point in the early 90s when when Muda came into WCW I would say around 90 to about 98 would have probably been his glory years for what you could have gotten on Nitro or Monday Night Raw Um, maybe even into 2000 but definitely that 90 to 98 period he would have had some of the greatest matches could you have imagined a, a great Muda against Eddie Guerrero uh, great Muda versus Dean Malenko. Great Muda versus God, God rest his soul. And we're going to get heat shit on for this, but Chris Benoit. 
so much. Well, we know great- we know the wrestler. It's just we know the wrestler apart from his choices towards the end of life. There, there is so much talent in that '90s span that Muda could have had matches with. He was he ever going to be like a Hulk Hogan? No, no. I'll be I'll be realistic with everybody on that. But Muda against uh, Muda versus Eddie Guerrero. I personally think you could have done a best of seven series here in the United States, up in Canada, down in Mexico, over in uh, Japan, and you could have sold money with all of it. People would have paid to see that. And for whatever reason, Muda is Muda known? Yes, yes, he is. But if you're not an old school wrestling fan or somebody that knows how to look for Muda's footage, I, I guess I should say, then you don't know of Muda. And it's sad. There's a, there's a whole generation that missed out. I, I can't imagine a Monday Night Raw or, or a, a, a WCW with Muda. Or let's even throw it one further. Sabu versus Muda in ECW. I'd pay for that. I could have sold quite a few. This question: Did Muda want to be full time in the United States? I don't think so. Like he um, wanted, he wanted, I mean, Japan is his home country. Is, he was way over there. There's there huge crowds over there, and he wanted to be there quite a bit. I did hear that. I also. America. I did hear that. I also heard that uh, on the way on Gary Hart's way out, he was, you know, he was in Buddha's ear. Um, I think if the money would have been right, and I think if they would have found like they have for, uh, I want to. Oh God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna totally butcher Oscar. There we go. And uh, if if yeah, they right. would have been able to make, if they would have been able to make Muda feel comfortable the way they have with Nakamura and Asuka and all that other Japanese talent, I think Muda for the right money would have stayed. And I'm not even talking, you know, I said uh, just a hypothetical 90 to 98, but let's say that you only had Muda on a Monday Night Raw for a couple years or um, a, even a, you know, just going between the three of them. Because I, th- I think every company would have been interested in Muda. I think that if Eric Bischoff would have been smart, he would have been able to see or whoever the booker was that they could have made money with Muda with somebody like an Eddie Guerrero. I think Vince Vince would have been the problematic one during that era with Muda because Vince was going from the cartoonish era into the attitude era and I could have I could see that Muda would have gotten lost in that shuffle. Would we have gotten a Shawn Michaels versus Muda? I don't know. Would it have been a phenomenal match? Absolutely. Muda versus like I said versus Sabu with ECW. Um you had uh other lucha talent that was in um, okay, so let me let me say this one. You had early Rey Mysterio in ECW. Early Rey Mysterio versus Muda in ECW would have filled a pay-per-view. I, I, I see no reason that that couldn't have been a pay-per-view. Um, yeah. there, 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 there were some phenomenal opportunities that we didn't get. And like you said, it could have been Muda, but I think, I think it was ways of making him feel comfortable and um, – maybe get some of his family over here, something something they could have done to make Muda feel comfortable to be able to obtain that. I look at uh, Monday Night Raw starting in 93, and I think Muda left the United States in 92, and then you didn't have Nitro start until 95, and ECW didn't even 
I don't think that was under uh, Paul Heyman's full ownership until 93. So, um, you know, they're just, just hypotheticals of great matches because, man, I, I go back and watch Moody and Sting. And, and the thing is, you got to remember, Sting is still in formative years. Muda's still in formative years. Jim Ross still in formative years as an announcer on a bigger network outside of Bill Watts. I mean, you, you 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 sit there and listen to Jim Ross put over Muda and Sting in one of those matches. It's it's classic. Um, it's been it's been a lot of fun to watch Muda over the years. There's there's just been so much going on in wrestling that I I have kind of sidetracked from all of the stuff that's going on. I will say this: I'm watching uh, Ohio Valley wrestling on occasion because it does come in locally here in California. Um, I have been watching Women of Wrestling, love seeing Jesse Bell Smothers and other girls that I know on that. Um, Impact, I'm keeping an eye on again. I, I uh, Did I hear right? Uh, Victoria, a.k.a. Tara, is back with Impact? Made an appearance. I, don't I know am she, hoping. I doubt she's out. You know, the last time I see her move, do a move in the ring, I just fired a question like, you came out of retirement after she came out of retirement. You said no, I was just a ref. <laughs> I don't know what she's doing really. If she's doing another, if she's doing a mini uh, comeback or what? Well, and my question becomes, and again, this is just hypotheticals. I love Tari to death. I've always been a big fan with her. I've had some conversations with her. I wanted to bring her in over the years, but if it's one last run, oh, for you're going to be wife, jealous because I got the. You're going to be jealous because I got to chauffeur her, her around when she came to Springfield for <laughs> PWA. Um, I I just kind of question why not AEW if it's one last run. Because I'm I, I'm going to be honest with you. There's there's girls in AEW, and I haven't been paying attention to everything. But right off the top of my head, I, I kind of think of some of the girls on the AEW roster. Tara versus Britt Baker would sell money. Tara versus Tony Storm would sell money. Uh, Tara versus the former um, Ember Moon, as long as she doesn't injure, would sell money. There are girls there that Tara could have accelerated getting over in the long run because we know Tara's not going to be there forever. I look at that, man, I don't know. I don't know that I would would have, maybe the money was right with Impact. Maybe maybe the money was right. There is some female talent from the TNA years uh, that I have questions about. I just, I, I've been sitting here thinking about old talent that could be brought to the forefront. Um, do we ever know what ho- happened to Brooke Tessmacher? I hope I said that right. I have not heard that name in a very long time, so I have no clue. I would have to go I'm Google to some other course. <laughs> That's what I'm kind of doing. It's uh, it's um, there have been just so many. Um, is Vel now Velvet Sky? I don't know if she's still with uh, Bully Ray. Oh, ODB, look at I this. Would, and ODB, I would still bring in. There is nope. another female talent that I thought was doing rounds again, but maybe not. Angelina Love. Booker and instant, especially with Madison Rain. That's like a Dixie Carter. Um, yeah, Victoria is fifty-one. I just saw her 
in a news report. She is 51 years old. Well, I imagine she doesn't want to go another. I don't think she can go. I don't think she wants to go like she did years ago at this point in life. Um, yeah, she could put over. She is a legend. Would I guess give somebody the opportunity to kill a legend? But uh, I don't know. She's happy well, what she's doing I, now. Being well, and making appearances there, and stuff. Um, Brooke Tessmacher, I would see about make having coming back. She was very popular. I remember that everybody loved her. She had a great look. And then, again, the other one, uh, I'm just going through a list here. Um, oh, where'd she go? Taryn Terrell. Whatever happened to Taryn Terrell? Taryn Terrell's still active? Let me Google that. I have no idea. Um, oh, oh Tessmacher's from St. Louis. I didn't know that. Wow, born in St. Louis. Born in St. Well, born in St. Louis. She does not live in. Um, she lives in Houston, or built from Houston, Texas. Born in St. Louis. And um, uh, she retired in 2017. It looks like. Uh, that's unfortunate, but she may be still willing to make an appearance. Look, I'm gonna tell you right now. I wouldn't give her a lot of money um, if she's still in St. Louis. But I think Doubt it. that there, 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 yeah, there's an opportunity there. Um, my good old friend ODB, I, I remember the time she came to RCW, and uh, I, she was on the one HCWA card in Princeton. Um, so fun to work with, just super nice. Um, so there's, there's talent still out there. Now, the independents have become a thing that um, are blossoming blossoming again because of the uh, COVID restrictions being lifted. We are seeing a lot more fans back out. I am in, uh, the, like I said, the Palm Springs Cathedral City, California area. Um, unfortunately, I was going to go to a Lucha event over the weekend. Tickets were sold out. Um, the, I believe somebody told me this was their eighth sellout. Um, big Lucha events. Um, I'm going to look for their next one and try to go to that. When we come back from a short music break, I am going to let Crime Fighter run down the calendar of events that he's got and anything else he wants to put over. And then I will break the news to everybody about what I am up to and where I will be on February the 11th in the state of California. We will be right back. You are listening to uh, Rampage Dance. Thursday Night Turmoil, live and only live on the Evolution Radio Network. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
Tax Refund Promotions presents Professional Wrestling, a show that will not actually happen. Starring pictures of former WWE, Impact, and Ring of Honor stars that we're going to put on our poster just to lure you suckers into the building, even though they will not actually be appearing. Featuring the pictures of the real wrestlers, who will just be local jabronis that we're getting for a hot dog and a handshake. All this will take place inside of the neighborhood bar that we're getting for the cost of a case of beer. And the ring will be a homemade wooden ring because, no, we can't afford a real, actual, safe wrestling ring. Liability insurance? You must be crazy. We can't afford that either. I'm not getting that much of a refund check back. All we can really afford is the beer and the posters. So, Mommy, get my tax refund check ready and get it signed over to me because I want to hurry up and play wrestling promoter. Tax refund wrestling not coming soon to a location near you. Professional wrestling, entertaining action that attracts a crowd and provides excitement at a fair or festival. The right promotion will have professionally trained talent with professional grade ring gear and equipment. Fairgoers will want to see more of them and attend ticket events in the area. Bringing the wrong promotion, not vetting their credentials, you could end up with an embarrassing disaster. The talent may have no ring gear, little or no professional training aren't family-friendly, and perform so poorly, you'll wish they'd return to the backyard they came from. Burned organizers won't chance bringing in pro wrestling ever again, shutting out legitimate promoters. And the fairgoers, if they want to see wrestling, will only go to WWE events. If you want live professional wrestling at your fair or festival, don't get burned. Check their credentials before you book. A public service announcement from the North. All right, and we are back for the uh, second portion of this. I want to thank the late Steve Kane for the tax refund wrestling uh, uh, snippet. That is something him and I came up with years ago during tax season. I said, man, I said, when I first broke into the business, one of the things that we had learned is there are some wrestling promoters that will ramp up during tax time. And what I mean by that is they're they're going to go all out. I mean, they're going to – I bring this up because his name – I've been watching some clips on YouTube, and uh, Mick Foley just did a segment on him about Abdullah the Butcher. So we, when a promoter sometimes will get their tax refund, they will bring in, baby, we're going to have Abdullah the Butcher, and we're going to have – we're going to have uh, – we're going to have ourselves, uh, you know um, – in the wrestling business, it's frowned upon um, because here's why. I, I didn't really want to open this tonight, but we're going to open this. In most instances, if you do it right, a business, a wrestling company can be uh, what's considered an LLC, an LLC. 
What that means is there's going to be business taxes, which would mean that there would be a a federal and state business tax return. So that money can go back into the business. Your personal tax money should not go into be running a wrestling event. Um, But then at the end of the day, it's your money. Use it however you want. I just pulled off J.G. Wentworth there. Um, But it's not something that Steve Kane and I and a lot of the old timers in this business um, look at with a lot of grace. I want to, I want to get to something else that I'm going to bring up here real quickly. There is a new wrestling promotion that launched in Dwight, Illinois. Yes. I said Dwight, Illinois. Um, First things first, I'm going to call the spade a spade. The uh, quote unquote promoter and his quote unquote wife or girlfriend used to be uh, good old buddies with good old Rex Gill. Uh, That is strike number one. Strike number two, their posters are appalling. When I look at a poster for this thing, I wonder if I'm going to be abducted by aliens or get anally uh, probed. Because while it may say wrestling, there is no indication that wrestling is what you're going to see. There are aliens all over the place. It looks like you're going to a goddamn convention for the X-Files. Uh, can I chime in? Yes, you may. All right, I'm looking at, for the three posters they've put out, I would choose a uh, Defiant poster over an MWA poster any day of the week. Because at least the well, Defiant look, poster looks a lot better than the uh, MWA look, I haven't looked, Wisconsin said. <laughs> well, now Just wait a minute. The one, that, the one that we did in uh, uh, Elgin? Well, that was that's the one off. The one that are, the type of poster they usually put out. Um, well, uh, the, the the defiant. This is the second one they put out like this, and NWA uh, just varies. I mean, it's really with him. They're, we're going to get to that too. And uh, Brian, if you're listening, I love you, but there's some Maybe points not. I got to make. Just in the uh, just in the interest of being who I am. Um, Defiant, I, I want these guys to do good. I want these guys to do good. Um, but when you have alien spaceships and an alien and this and that, like, what are you doing? Why are there no pictures of the wrestlers that are going to be there? Why? I'll give, the, yeah. I'll give MWA some, I'll give MWA some credit in that regard. Are they the greatest posters? No, but this Defiant poster, there's just nothing here that says wrestling. I look at it, I see an alien spaceship, I wonder if I'm going to be abducted. I see an alien space, I wonder if I'm going to be anally probed or otherwise probed. Wow. Um, you it know. doesn't bother me that much. I mean, obviously, it's a personal preference in your case. But it, it's, it's not about yeah, personal preference. I want, to, I want you to think of it this way, and it's only because I've had several people come to me and explain this to me. The reason that RWF's posters, especially the last ones that we were going to do in Pontiac, look so good is because I got people to point out to me, if you can make the thing look like a damn movie poster, for a couple reasons, um, it becomes better. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to explain those real quick. Number one, it's more appealing to the eye. If there's pictures 
Like, I believe the, the one for Rebellion Rising, we had a picture of Mars Faye Rocket. We had a picture of Brubaker when he was initially booked. Um, Ryan Howe. Um, and I believe my women, and that was it. It was really a presentation. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be other people that don't fit that mold on at, at that event. But from a marketing standpoint, that is putting your best foot forward. And that's why even with the one with September when Hades was slated to come in, it was only so many people. Less people, less is more. The more appealing it is to the eye in terms of talent that you can have at your event that is visually appealing. And that's not to say that's not a knock at anybody. Please hear me on this. And then if the poster looks nicer, like for instance, I've had people tell me they would buy my poster if I had it at a merchandise table of, of rebellion rising. That's fun to know because you know what, at the end of the day, as many of those that are left, if I can offload those over time, even for a buck a piece, that's money made. I don't see this defiant poster um, it's it's too much wordage for me. I see this getting put up and, and people walking right past it. There's nothing that other than the word wrestling, which if you know anything about pro wrestling, especially in that area, when you see this says wrestling and there's no pictures of any talent, it could be disregarded. That's my point. They may not I have see any this photos. A, they may not have any posts. Uh, photos of the talent at the moment not to say that um, they won't in the future right and this is not like i said this is not me knocking them i hear they had a, a good turnout i heard a lot of people were happy with it i am going to knock one other thing for this company real quick 12 matches and four hour event no less hear me again less is more i wanted to do I believe uh, the, the one combat for the year show we had in Sterling was 11 matches. And everybody was like, you're psychotic. I was like, look, well, I did you're this thing. Well, you're going to go psychotic when you, you're going to hear You're not going to be thrilled when you hear this because uh, your one's next show at uh, in Edgewood, uh, I just looked at it, at their card, there was like 10 matches on there. At least. Which one was? From like, weekly show. Uh, they're one in Edgewood at their new uh, training uh, oh, no. No, no, facility. And uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Card, it was a lot for a weekly show. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up about zero one because um, I've been watching some of your stuff over time. And a question has been pondered to me about that. Uh, we're shifting from Defiant into this. Um, zero one is the recognized company. They do have the affiliation with Japan still because of Almighty Sheik, correct? Maybe. They also are on uh, IWTV. Okay. Um, so they, my only on question... Streaming service. Right. My only question in that became, um, and this was not a knock at the owners of Zero One because I don't want to hear that again. I know we've gone through that in the past. My question becomes, Outside of Zero One, I know when he initially brought it over uh, the Almighty Sheik to take over NWA Midwest, there were other affiliates of Zero One uh, USA. Are there any other affiliates of Zero One USA at this time? I just, just for personal clarification. I do not know the answer to that question, and that's simply okay. because COVID ruined everything and changed a lot of things around. I understand. So, um, if there is, because I don't know. 
because I got to thinking back, especially this uh, this last month with uh, the, the anniversary of its passing. It's like people don't really understand how great of a system that really was to be able to work under Ed Schumann and have all of these branches that you could send talent to and be able to space things off enough to make a difference. Like I, I, I say, I bring this up because for instance, I know when I had mischief in mischief was down at dynamo pro when they were a part of the NWA, one of the other nights, like I think I had her in October. It was a Friday night shot and she was there Saturday or Sunday down in Missouri. That really becomes an opening door when, when a promoter can book talent like that um, because and it's not even about that. It's about building a brand. Um, I believe in the affiliation process. I have seen it work. Was it working with when I was with Ed? No. It was on its last leg then, even though uh, Zero One and myself and Optimum had joined and there were still other affiliates. It was, it was not doing as successful as everybody wanted. And everybody, if you were smart enough to feel it, I know in me and John Kometz's case, I don't know about uh, the owner of Zero One USA or uh, NWA Supreme, you can feel that there was a shift coming. Um, and I want to make this point abundantly clear. I did not realize how sick I knew Ed was sick. I did not realize how progressed it was at that time. I did not, I did not realize my time working with him was going to be that limited um, in that regard. And it, it, that was very sad, but I believe that a territory like system in a state i'm not staying across the midwest again because that that's a lot of work i gotta give ed credit where to do a lot of work to put off a lot of man hours and phone calls emails handling talent all of that but i believe that a territory system could work state by state in saying that we have a pact with company xyz we're going to share some of their talent we're going to make sure that our guys are not particularly appearing um, within a certain mile radius, because that, that was one of the things about the affiliation system. Um, I, po- I posted this on my personal Facebook page. I wanted to open RWF in Princeton. The unfortunate reasoning that that didn't happen is because NWA Optimum, the former HCWA Midwest, joined the NWA, which eliminated my ability to run Princeton because of the um, mile um, – uh, how do I want to word this? The mile um, standpoint. It was too there close were certain to another boundaries. area. Correct, correct. Uh, there were certain limitations with joining the NWA that you couldn't go in mileage-wise. So I like that because it, it it allows an ability to book smartly with talent, and you're building a brand while you have other people trying to help you build the same brand, it's not just, um, let's say, if it's zero one USA, if, if, if that's the only remaining USA territory, uh, just using this as a hypothetical, it's not about them busting their ass to build their own brand because you have others that are trying to stay, build the same brand. While it may have been zero uh, one or NWA Supreme, it was NWA Supreme under NWA Midwest. So, while locally they were building NWA Supreme, uh, regionally they were trying to build NWA Midwest, and globally we were trying to build the NWA as a whole, if that makes sense to anybody. Do I believe that there can be another global, co- co- com- global commodity like the NWA? No, I do not. It's 
it's it's very sad. But I believe that state by state, and even even promoters like going back like a Frankie DeFalco that have been in that process before that are willing to do it again, I believe that there is enough connection between some of these promoters that have been doing it so long to be able to have that kind of system again, um, be it a, a zero one USA or maybe somebody opens something that pays homage to, to Ed Schumann's NWA Midwest. Just say it. I believe it could work. Crime fighter thoughts on that. I don't know what to tell you on this. <laughs> Covered so many <laughs> different things or last few minutes. I could have chimed in on anything. <laughs> you just like kept going and like, I'm sorry. I'm so many different points all at the same time. (laughs) Let me see if I can catch up and all this other point about Puffo. It got out that they came to Springfield to be inducted to the Central Illinois Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. That was the main point I was needing to make earlier. As for celebrity guests, yes, I've soured on it. Yes, um, the problem, no one can be like Jay Russell or Herb Simmons because the one thing, if you got all this money and you want to bring in all these names, well, the one thing they have that you don't have is clout. Clout. Um, I've, it matters. It's not even... And well, it's not even. If you're, it's not even. Well, no. It's not, yeah. well, let me continue here. Yes. You probably have something else. You, I thought you. You have covered so many different topics. Like I get my points out before you respond. Yes, anyway, sir. Clout matters. If you got a lot of clout, then the names will kind of uh, be more willing to work with you than somebody that. Practically a complete stranger and going through an agent. That is the one thing that differs. PWA doesn't have clout because we don't have all this. Um, I better put this on. Now I've got to take this off speaker because I'm hearing my voice again. Anyway. I'm sorry. We didn't have clout, and if you don't have clout, then you're far more likely to be taken advantage of if or things to go wrong. If you have a lot of clout, people are more likely not to uh, do you wrong because it's going to cost cost you in the future. And you know, Repsol and Hurt uh, Simmons have worked with so many wrestlers. Over the years that people trust him and no one is going to do anything to uh, get them on their bad side. Sid Vicious found out the hard way doing that with Dreamwave because, you know, uh, the public at large knew that uh, Sid Vicious did not come and – he got quite a bit of flack for that for quite some time. Yeah, unfortunately, but, Mr. Sid was synonymous with that. And, and, and then, you know, look, there are people that still would like, hey, bring him in. No, no, I can't. I just won't take it. No. I, I won't take a chance on that. Um, I also 
want to pose a question um, to the people about, you know, does it, is it a requirement um, in 2023 for all of these names to be at every local? Because everybody tries to do it, and man, there's some that do it great and others that just don't. And it's not even about that. It, my, my game point is, are they needed? Is it a necessity for so-and-so to be there at every event in order for the fans to show up? Um, I believe fans that have become accustomed to this, we have talked about this in the past. I don't mean to rehash are, this, but... Simple answer. Um, there, there, there are fans, fans that are accustomed <laughs> to that that unfortunately in some areas... If you don't have that, they don't want to show up. Um, I, I come from it. Off. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to bring this point up. Um, there are some th- that people that are conditioned to only going to events that big name talent are at. Um, Time fighter, I'm gonna shut up. I'll even I'm gonna even hit the mute on the on the soundboard. And I will tell you this. Dreamwave, SICW, fans go there because there are celebrities that appear. However, fans will not just go to any town because a celebrity is there. They would rather, it kind of smells like that uh, the big celebrity, the celebrity guests are only going to draw in big cities. They're not going to draw in smaller cities in in the state it doesn't matter who you bring in in central illinois people aren't willing to drive from st louis to springfield to Decatur, champagne and vice versa chicago to get an autograph session with a wrestler they would rather just wait until they get booked at a convention in such city whether it's a Comic-Con or whatever, and they will be willing to pay more to wait to get to go in there with that. Go to uh, one of those appearances. Now, I don't know how Jeff, I don't know how things went with Jeff Jarrett's um, Lucky Horseshoes at the Lucky Horseshoes when he brought in four different celebrity guests over the year or last summer, but wrestling show, yeah, uh, Fans aren't willing to travel out of the big city to come to rural through a smaller city to uh, see a name wrestler. It just that's what I've seen, and we seem to draw more with just our local guys, not the outsiders. Unmute yourself. <laughs> All right. Um, no, I believe you have a very valid point, and it was even you know in booking names with me. I'm like I. I don't want to do it all the time. I don't want to be the guy that, you know, um, I believe in the old saying, um, and correct me because I know I'm going to, you know, slaughter trying to get this across, but I believe it's a a spoil the rod, spoil the child. Um, I believe that that is true with wrestling fans. If if you give them everything all at once, um, they will not want to come back again. It goes back to what I stated earlier, and I believe that a little bit, um, is better than a lot. Now I have had well, a PWA of a only brought one in, only did like a celebrity guest once a year, and but they didn't really turn out for the once a year appearance. 
cops are. Uh, that's that's what that's why I've experienced. So, right. There's no major uh, we have bump had in some, attendance. Right. We have had some hypotheticals that have been thrown at us that uh, in another uh, um, listener submission that I've got to cover, and then my news, and we'll be out of here tonight. Um, this was submitted by some people that have followed me for a long time, and I, I sent this over to Crime Fighter, and they proposed this. What if in 2012, uh, Sean David came to the ring uh, and reminded everyone of what my of what his brother Tanglin had done in 2007 in the same building with Fighting for a Cure, talked about the brief history of the RWF in Ashton, about losing Ed and trying to revive RWF. What if in knowing that payroll was short when Talon arrived, Sean David told them that it is uh, it, it is up to you to stay if you want because there is only so much money to go around, and we are trying to um, give something to the cause here tonight. And after that, um, you know, still kept Sean David's promise that there would have not been any RWF events moving forward until a revision to the business plan had been made and yada, yada, yada. Like I had told uh, some people that were in on this 2012 event, I wasn't running again until I could fund it myself. Um, would that have made any difference in the minds of people in the business? If, if um, Sean David had been honest with the talent and, and, you know, the fans um, out at the ring that night, um, I'm going to give Crime Fighter the floor the first thing with this, and I, I kind of want him to have this. Um, and then I will state my piece on it. And you are invited to send your submissions in. We'll take them. Uh, guest line is open, 515-602-9678. Oh, gosh, you're asking me a question. <laughs> Whether, how people were, what people were thought, I don't know. I mean, based on your experience, I think a lot of it, it would have been. I don't know if the perception would have changed. I think the whatever perception they had of you in particular was going to stick around no matter what. After that event, I mean, is your what you're personality. Saying, yeah. Right. Um, I think. I don't know. I look. I could have given people the option to leave, and I could have given people the option to surrender their pay and all of that. But at the end of the day, you were still going to have some unhappy talent. I, I totally, totally see that. Um, there, there. At that point, there was no real saving it. Like Big Daddy was supposed to be involved. He was supposed to run in Iowa the night before. I was booking that. I was supposed to get paid for that. Um, the original plan that I had when I when I announced the event, I originally was supposed to have Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Jim Duggan in my booking plan was going to take team. Uh, with Barry Wright, because Barry Wright was a rest, uh, well-known wrestler at the time. He had survived cancer. You had Hacksaw Jim Duggan, the cancer survivor, tag team with Barry Wright. I saw a great opportunity there. Um, I had known what my brother had done with Sterling. I had thought that, you know, okay, Ashton didn't really work. Maybe if I get closer on the I-88 quarter to the Quad Cities, maybe I can get people to come. And, it, it, you know, advertising did not pan out with sponsorships and all of that. Um, I, I don't know that there was any saving that even, and even the personal funder that I had, the backer that I had on that screwed us to where the money that I had was the money that I had. And, and that was it. Um, I know there was stuff that came out on Jim Cornette's show about, oh, I didn't do, you know, Sean didn't do all the advertising that, blah, blah, blah. I didn't have sponsors willing to put up money for said advertising. And I had people that 
wanted to promote events a week or two prior and had money for that, but weren't willing to cover the expense of the card that was supposed to happen over in Iowa and help a little bit with my card to be able to smooth everything over. Um, I believe that when we lost Hacksaw Jim Duggan and we lost Bob Orton was supposed to appear on that as well. Um, it was over. There, there, there was just no saving it. In the instance of Russell Wars two, where um, Bob had things going on with his wife, it was their anniversary weekend and some others filled in. There was nobody to do that at that point. We tried with Mantar. We all know what down with that. It was a huge mistake to book him in the first place. Um, but there was nobody else in that instance to fill in. I, I don't even know if I would have called Tracy back then. I'd only worked with Tracy a couple times. Um, if, if he would have been able to meet a price point to be able to try to save it. And I don't know. And this isn't a knock at the late Tracy's mothers. I don't know that Tracy would have been a draw enough to save it. If that makes any sense. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Then Tracy, Tracy was having, Tracy wrestled so many shows in central Illinois and he did not draw a huge I love the man to death. I... There was oversaturation. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's just and it. And I love Tracy. I really do. Um, Crime Fighter, any shows you want to put over that are coming to the area this weekend? Okay. Um, scroll, scroll through here. The shows that are happening this weekend, apart from the Thursday shows that are happening every week, of course, today's Thursday, so it's kind of too late anyway. Um, Saturday. <laughs> Rush into Powerhouse in Wrestling all- Extreme before, before the main event starts. Yeah, I don't think so. Pro Wrestling <laughs> Epic in Alton at the Spalding Club. Now, what's significant about this event is Mephisto is going to coronate himself as the NWA national champion. The And he lays claim to that belt because the champion at the time, a Scion, no-showed. And if you don't know who Scion is, I mean, his previous persona um, had a giant ego, and Sean is not real enthralled, enthralled with him. So it's a question, and the question is to whether he shows up to try to reclaim his belt. We'll see. I did not know that he was working well, down there. Um, no, no, we're not well, going to get into that. Well, he was that, supposed no, to. He no-showed. He yeah, was supposed that's, uh, to that's, a month ago. He no-showed. So Mephisto is declared himself because he did not – he won the match by forfeit. He – that Scion forfeits the title and Billy Corgan better recognize Mephisto as the legitimate NWA and national heavyweight champion. Very good. Well, damn. Um, anybody that's hearing this, listen, Mephisto goes way back into the days of Wicked. He knows sin. Uh, Powerhouse Wrestling Extreme, you need to be hearing what I'm saying. If this man does become, through Billy Corgan, the new NWA national champion, you have a win. And he's not that far away. And I know that there are some old Wicked fans that are attending PWX that would love to see a return of Mephisto. However, I want to, because I don't know that Crime Petter's ever seen this footage. I'll have to track some of it down for him to see. But in the days that Mephisto was in the Wicked Wrestling Alliance in, in LaSalle, he was feuding with the now uh, known uh, Neil Diamond Cutter 
And the variation of uh, Neil Ben is Seamus McDuff, the distant cousin of Angus, and doing yeah. you know even more damage to his body with the likes of Bam Bam Pondo. Um, these the, this is this is somebody. Go ahead. When he should mention Neil Diamond Cutter, <laughs> he said recently he has, in all the 38 years that he's been alive, he uh, only had his first broken bone in his arm recently. That he, uh, wow. he broke his arm. So he had surgery to. Well, no, he didn't have to have surgery to fix it, but uh, um, to get it set, reset so he can and cast it over. But, yeah, he's had his first real injury that's put him on the shelf. I want to he's tell everybody a, previously. I want to tell everybody a fantasy match that I would have loved to have been able to book either if uh, RWF had stayed under NWA during the time that we had these tag teams with us. I believe that the hooligans – uh, the the original formation of the hooligans, the two of them, uh, Mason and Devin, against the Rock and Roll Express, buddy, you couldn't you couldn't have printed money. Fast that would have come in to see those two teams. It it was very sad. I would love to see the hooligans come back and do. Uh, I, I wouldn't say one last run, but guys, you need you need you need one more good feud. I know the submission squad well, is out. Well, you should uh, mention that too. Mason Cutter <laughs> has come out of retirement, but Devin is well, still retired as far as I know. I'll be damned. I mean, look at look look at what's happening. I'm predicting the future, and I ain't even there. And I didn't even know these things. Uh, but these are them. talents that I know. Um, these are talents that I know that I love dearly. They can say whatever they want about me. Their their time working with me is, is precious to me. Um, I look back, uh, you know, I've heard Kyle O'Reilly might need spinal fusion. I just watched his match uh, yesterday or the day before with Steve Carino for me. I really, really hope that that kid's going to be okay. I, outstanding young man. Super nice. I really hope the best for him. Um, I, I've always had high hopes for Kyle. He's just oh, amazing. Um, with that being said, it is now time for – Hold it, huh? hold it. Okay. We can get Sorry, through the I rest forgot. of the shows. All right. Yes. Strictly Insane Pro Wrestling in Crossville, Illinois at the old Crossville Gym. Stride Pro Wrestling in Marion, Illinois at the new at a new location, a Legacy Fitness. They used to run to Marion all the time, but they, they moved to Carterville Carterville or Centerville, one of the two. Um World League Wrestling in Troy, Missouri at the Race Wrestling Academy for their monthly show on the 4th. Um, and that's it for this weekend. I do want, oh, uh, New Way Pro in West Terre Haute, Indiana at the West Vigo Community Center. They also have a streaming deal on IWTV. So that is the shows for this weekend. Yes, and we will um, have next weekend. Uh, down here. We'll be back next Thursday. I'll have an announcement here in a couple minutes about that. Um, Crime Fighter, what is going to be hitting your airwaves with PWCI this week coming on the latest uh, episode that is going to be dropping? Well, the show this week was the the show this week that's online now is the rematch between Brandon Aarons versus the Apex Blake Steele. 
Aaron's won the title on a Friday. Uh, that particular, uh, and Steel gets the rematch uh, the next day. So it was drop the town Alton and the rematch in Highland. If Aaron did not leave the weekend with the belt, he would retire. I'm not going to spoil the outcome, although if you've read the results a month ago, you probably know what the outcome is anyway. What will I air next week? I'm not sure. It might be matches from Pro Wrestling Epic again. It might be something from the archives. Uh, there is a rec- I do have a request. Um, if you are a wrestling promoter in Illinois or Missouri, um, I've not been able to get to as many shows as I used to, simply because I want to do a lot more with the uh, gaming scene because I am a famous gamer, a former Nintendo Campus Challenge champion, and the Galvin Ghost Arcade Gamer of the Year. So I want some of my weekends to go game. But I need fresh footage for PWCI this week, and I'd be happy to, uh, if you got footage from a wrestling event that's fairly recent, I would like to have it and air it on my program as long as I can have enough footage to uh, fill out a 30-minute broadcast. And the footage has to be in landscape mode. You cannot – if you send me cell phone video that looks – that has just a dead center of the TV video and a bunch of black space on the left and the right, I can't use that footage. Also cannot use footage that is zoomed so far away from the ring where you can – Barely see the wrestlers in the ring wrestling a match. Let no. me, let me let, I need TV, let me make I a need cute pun here. Uh, quality. Footage. Let me make a cute pun here, uh, Grimes Spider. Um, we will not accept footage from the nosebleed seats. Anybody that knows anything about Crime Fighter knows he was tied to something once called the nosebleed seats. So. Um... <laughs> That's not funny. That's a bad no, it was, joke, it was, and it's old footage anyway. Was, because I, no, 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 no. What I meant was we we cannot accept footage from the nosebleed seats. Meaning, if you're you're okay. zoomed so far away, um, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, all right. So it is it is time for the fan submission that I was given here, um, by okay. a good friend of mine down in the state of Georgia. Um, look. Anybody that knows anything, again, Brian Blade, not a shot at you, but you need to hear this. I was sent a picture of what is going to, quote, unquote, be a contract for the MWA Heavyweight Championship. Evidently, they're doing some match. This thing is, like, handwritten and not handwritten in a pretty calligraphy way. Correct. It does not cost that much to go to a Staples or go to a library or go somewhere and professionally print this. This looks like trash. And I don't – I just got to call it spade a spade. I've got a lot of complaints about this. A lot of people that know me from all over um, that know that I have worked for this individual have sent this to me. And, no, I don't agree with it. It, it totally looks unprofessional. Um, there's no reason for it. We're in 2023. Heck, you can do a better job with a manual typewriter. Well, and that's just it. Like, it's it's a perception thing. That's what I was getting back to earlier with the posters. People don't realize perception is reality. 
I would not put anything out currently that looked like that. I'd never – do you remember the old Rex Gill photo where he had, like, glued pictures of the people on? I don't um, want to remember. <laughs> well, but my point is I wouldn't put something of that quality out. Um, there is some breaking news here that I do want to break. We had the first topics revealed for Dark Side of the Ring Season 4. We'll get to um, per Mike Johnson, PWR Insider. Um, There are three subjects that have been announced for Season 4 of uh, Dark Side of the Ring. It will be Abdullah the Butcher, Mike Awesome, and Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, Mike Awesome, quick story, quick sidebar here. We may run into some overtime, folks. There is that guest call-in number to hear the remainder of this, unless you want to hear the whole archive and fast forward to that. Um, Mike Awesome was slated for a Revolution Championship wrestling show. It was supposed to happen in 2005. We had done, it was like a triple shot in the three shows in 30 days that Wrestle had booked. Um, it had just incredible disco inferno and the third guest was supposed to be Mike awesome. Um, there was some stuff that had come out about awesome and whoever they contacted not being legit. I don't know what happened. And then bam, bam Bigelow. Um, he did work for Repsol one shot. And let me tell you, one of the proudest moments in my young little life, I very young to the business at this point, um, bam, bam Bigelow, one of my favorites. Like, just ability for a man that size to be able to move. I don't know what they're going to bust open with Abdullah. It'll be interesting to see what they do with Mike Awesome. There is a four subject that is not mentioned here. If you listen to the um, podcast of Jim Cornette and some of the others, um, even uh, Jim Jim Ross announced this, they are going to be doing one on Junkyard Dog. Um, So that'll be in season four as well. However, There has been quite a few that have not agreed to do interviews with them. These are the ones that I confirmed so far have been interviewed. Jim Cornette, Mick Foley, Terry Funk, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Funny we should bring him up. Um, So it is also – it's not known – yet how many episodes but it is in production they are working on it um i do want to bring up though what were your thoughts of the rocks tales from the territories were you a fan of that were you a f- or more fan of dark side or more fan of tales from the territories if you're asking me i've not watched either one <laughs> sorry are you kidding me that. <laughs> what there's oh, a thing man. i I'm sorry about i'll just say this I don't watch much TV these days. I, uh, I don't watch t- wrestling on TV hardly. I have to be there in person. Oh, I get, I, I get that too. The way I have evolved in life, the TV is just basically on in the background. I seem to be looking at more you- random YouTube videos than watching a TV show. And, I understand. Uh, some of this stuff, I was, uh, I, I, didn't, I wasn't a jab. It's, it's just some of this stuff has been really, I mean, 
Let me tell you, if you ever get to get Jake Roberts down into PWA, you have to watch the one on his family. It was heartbreaking. I mean, some of this stuff, I do want to give them credit. I, I don't know. the transcript. Read the transcript at least. <laughs> it was brutal. Um, Dark Side I've loved. They have offended some of the people that they've interviewed because they want to edit things in a narrative that can be taken out of context. Tales from the Territories, some of it was rehashing to me. My brother really loved it. Um, I liked some of it. Some of it was very informative. But you've got to be able to dig deeper. You've got to be able to the thing the the thing that has made Dark Side so successful that The Rock needs to look at for Tales from the Territories for its uh, another season is the grittiness, the downright grittiness, and the ability to dig into stories that nobody else really wants to talk about. If we're going to do Tales from the Territories and you're going to go into the Memphis to- territory or something of that nature. Let's say they go to Puerto Rico and they're going to talk about the stabbing of Brody. Um, you have to be able to bring that grittiness and realness to it. That's that's what makes Dark Side a draw for me. Um, the ability yeah. for, for, for it to be um, – there's a phase that uh, uh, Jeff Jarrett uses with his pod, uh, podcast. It's granular. It's got to be granular. It's got to be raw um, because if it's not, it, it's not appealing. Um, There has been some great wrestling content coming. There is a new Lucha uh, movie on Netflix that I am waiting to watch. So this is my breaking news for everybody. I am now in the state of California. On Saturday, February 11th at the Dan Henderson uh, Sports Complex in Temecula, California, I will be at a new company for their debut event. It is Valley Wrestling Connections, Valentine's Crush in Temecula on the 11th, I believe, Doors are 4, Bell, 5 p.m. It is going to feature world-renowned AEW star Fuego Del Sol. There is a lot of great-looking talent that is going to be at this event. There is um, Lucha Stars. There's something going to be for everybody that's family-friendly. Um, tickets are going pretty fast. Like I said, those Lucha event, that Lucha event, is not far from where I'm at, and they've sold out about eight times. Um, you have some great matches signed. I will be there. Um, I don't know who else we're going to see. This will be their first event, like I said, their debut event um, in Temecula. And I'm excited, folks. I haven't been to a wrestling show uh, since I left Illinois. I, I, I think I made one before I left. Um, it's been a while. Uh, Nelson, Nelson Family Wrestling. No, there was Sea Red Show after that. I did that, and then there was Sea Red Show, and then there was that. There was the galley shot that I made. Um, This is going to be exciting. I want people to get out and support this brand new endeavor for me, brand new company, brand new state. There's a lot of good looking talent here, and let me tell you, this is a company that ain't going anywhere anytime soon. Um, They've got people that know what they want to do with this company. And I'm going to see what I can offer, what uh, who, maybe who on their roster I can offer my services to, or maybe the company as a whole. Um, this is going to be a great, great, great event. Um, I'm trying to pull up the card here. I'm just having to scroll through Facebook for some of it. Um, now, the stars of VWC will be with us next week for 
a full-on interview with the stars of the VWC, the Valley Wrestling Connection, uh, to talk about this big event. That will be Wrestling Authority Radio right here next Thursday, uh, 4.30, 4.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for me. Um, we've got a card here. Your main event is going to be big Brandon Gatson. Uh, we've got tag team action. It's Rick Ellis and Hellman versus Big and Beautiful. We've got a singles match. James C. versus Mikey O'Shea. A three-way dance. Ronnie Angel versus Muggsy versus I love this name. Like, if I could get back into wrestling now, I would want to be this guy's name. I would want a name like this. Matt Wrestling. And then another singles match announced. It's Honest John against Tortuga. Um, it will also feature... Vio Fratelli, uh, Eddie Islis. Uh, I'm going to have to bear with me, folks. It's been a while. And trying to read on the laptop. Biago, uh, Crescenzo, Wicked Wicket, and many more. This is card subject to change. Now, this is what I do know. Um, they do have a ring announcer, but there is also somebody special that is going to be on the commentary booth that night. Um, they are calling him a legend, and, and maybe this is a little bit of a promo here. Um, <laughs> WWE legend Al, Mr. Outrageous Burke, will be at the announcer's table. Well, Mr. Burke, I'm glad that you're outrageous. But let me, int- let, let me allow myself to introduce myself. My name is Sadistic Sean David. I have sat at many commentary tables over the years. I sat at a commentary one night, he was not on commentary, but he was sitting right, right alongside of me with Steve Mongo McMichael. You have maybe sat alongside of the likes of maybe uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan or Randy Savage when you were doing Monday Night Raw, things of that nature. But my point is, and look, like I said, this may be a bit of a promo, Al, but it's 2023. I'm a hot new thing in the state of California. VWC is a hot new thing in the state of California. And there's little old Al Burke sitting at the commentator's table. Something doesn't seem right. What was the old saying? Uh, two of these, three of these things belong together. The other ones do not belong. Well, Al... We're gonna One see. of these things is not like the others. One of these things doesn't belong. Oh Thank goodness, you. You forgot the jingle. That's I did old forget Sesame the Street skit. Oh. My point is, my, anyway. my point is, Mr. Burke. Um, we are going to see February 11th, Valentine's Scratch, Valley Wrestling Connection. Are you the thing that does not belong, or can we coexist? I'll leave that up to you, Mr. Burke, but you will be seeing me. And the fans of Valley Wrestling Connection will be seeing me at this huge event. Are you saying, are you saying you're going to pick a fight with a play-by-play guy? Well, I mean, I am a play-by-play guy myself. He can coexist. Well, so with am I, but I'm not getting the opportunities. <laughs> it's like um, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing that there's all these play-by-play teams around, and I was like, I got 
15 years experience calling play-by-play. Where, who's, nobody's uh, asked me to uh, join the booth lately. Um, Probably Mr. because I'm Mr. not Burke. one of the cool kids. <laughs> no, you Mr. stay Burke. ringside with your camera. Mr. Burke, it is, uh, has been a pleasure watching you back in infant years, as you would call them. And I know what you would say. Well, I was in diapers. You were a superstar. Well, again, Mr. Burke, it's 2023. So you can give me an invitation to the announcer's booth, or we're going to find out how outrageous you are when you meet my sadisticness. Now, that being said, I want everybody to come out February 11th, Valentine's Wrestling, Valley Wrestling Connections, Valentine's Crush. Temecula, California, doors 4.30, bell 5 o'clock, Dan Henderson Athletic Fitness Center, Temecula, California. I will be there. Fuego Del Sol will be there. If you're looking for training, there's a great opportunity to be able to train. Um, Fuego's doing a meet and greet. So much good stuff. I also want to point out this. There is a uh, talented actor David W. Bailey is going to be there from – okay, well um, – I'm not familiar with this guy either. Um, he will be there. I'm kind of interested in that. And look, um, as far as Chaotic Katie, Chaotic Katie will be back when she feels like it. She's got a lot going on in her life. Um, she will drop in. I'm ho- do I know that she will fully return? No, I do not. I can't give everybody the promise. Do, can I say that sin will never return? No, I cannot, because I don't believe forever in the wrestling business. Again, I wish them the best. I know he's busy tonight with uh, PWX. So what that means is we are taking uh, uh, auditions for new co-hosts. What I, I mean, need you to clarify, California, oh, you need somebody yes. that knows the California yes. wrestling scene. Yes, I do. Bad and all yes. the lore that goes uh, with it. Because yes. you're an LA uh, guy. Yes. I know nothing about um, the California wrestling scene too much. <laughs> um, but I want to also specify that in looking for new co-hosts for this program, this program is not um, just Illinois or California-based. This, this program was founded on the foundation to bring people together that weren't big names, like an Eric Bischoff or somebody along that lines, that know wrestling, that know what they're talking about. We're not marks. We, we can fling around that word as much as we want. I want people that are going to be on board with me uh, to continue this journey that know what they're talking about. Kayata Katie was great because she was her fan's perspective. I'd love to have another one. But at the end of the day, if you're a fan that wants to fantasy book like Tony Khan and doesn't know um, – your wrist from a, a a wrist lock, then probably not going to be a good fit with me. Um, probably not going to be a good fit with the guests that I'm going to get to come back on this program over the, now and the, the the rest of the year. Um, probably not a good a good fit with some of our callers that are going to be returning regularly. I need people with this that, to continue this vision that was built by my brother Steve Kane, Chaotic Katie, Sin had had hopes and dreams with this. This thing isn't going anywhere. I, I have continued to pay for this thing, and it sat here until I brought it back tonight. Um, 
I love doing this. I've done it for nine years, but that is also me coming with me saying I'm 32 years old now. I still, to this day, and it was this way when I started in the business, I have a low tolerance for bullshit. And if I think you're wrong, I'm going to tell you you're wrong, and I'm going to point out why you're wrong. But I'm also willing to hear your counterpoint. As Timothy Givens and and, and, uh, that whole crew has found out, I am open to criticism, but criticism goes both ways. And there are times that I am wrong, and I'll gladly come on here and admit that I was wrong. So in going forward with uh, Rampage Rants, Thursday Night Turmoil, and Wrestling Authority Radio, we need people that know what they're doing to be a part of this. And we want to grow this fan base and continue to deliver some of the greatest interviews and input that can be provided across the globe in this wacky sport we call professional wrestling. I've loved doing it over the years. I want to again invite you, if you have not heard the archive with Kalisto and Princess Victoria from Anniversary Year 9 back in October, please go listen to that. They were fantastic interviews. Listen to me. Kalisto is now a dear friend of mine. Princess Victoria, I love her to bits and pieces. Um, And look, if you're interested in booking either one of them, I've got direct contact info. I'm not one of these bookers that plays shenanigans. If you want to be in touch with either one of them for an event, please come to me and let me know. Be happy to assist you with that. Um, We are also, um, on many nights, we're open to topics, open topic discussion. If there's something that you want to know or you're a fan and a new listener that has a question about something, please feel free to use the chat or message us on Facebook and use the listener line to be able to get in contact with us. I want to thank everybody for their time here tonight. Definitely thank the Mad Conservative Crime Fighter um, and our listeners. We will be back here next Thursday night with the stars of the new Valley Wrestling Connection to talk about their inaugural event next Saturday night. Temecula, California. It's VWC, Valentine's Crush. The stars of that event will be right here on this very program, Wrestling Authority Radio on this network, Evolution Radio Network, proud presentation of Rampage Productions, live and exclusively live, Blog Talk Radio. We will see you next week. Any closing comments, Crime Fighter? Well, should I? Follow the St. Louis Wrestling Community at STL Wrestling com and follow our YouTube page, PWCI This Week, at tiny.cc slash PWCI. We're also mirrored on Rumble and Odyssey, so add a dash R for Rumble or a dash E for Odyssey. If you are looking for professional wrestling training, Powerhouse Wrestling Extreme is now accepting new students as well as the Pinfall Wrestling Academy. Please make sure that when you are going and doing professional wrestling training that you are getting it from somebody legit. We cannot stress this enough. And um, in going to events, check the credentials. I don't want to knock on this defiant pro that we uh, talked about earlier tonight, but until I start seeing pictures of their talent on posters, I'm going to have uh, that idea uh, going forward. With that being said, I am Statistic Sean David, along with my uh, co-host that is, he has been this evening. Make it over to Cry Fighter. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next week. All right. Good night.